Okay, y'all, we are talking about another Survivor season, and this time it is Survivor South Pacific, my personal favorite season, season 23. Um, It was the first season I ever watched, so I think that's probably why it's my favorite, because the gameplay is not that great from a strategic level, and the characters are not super interesting, save for one, but... I love it, and I have the theory that the first Survivor season you ever watch is always going to be your favorite, but anyways, it's so great, and for those of you who don't know what Survivor is, it is one of my favorite shows, and basically they take 20 people, they split them into two tribes, and they maroon them on two different islands where they have to survive, and then every three days they have a challenge, um, tribe against tribe, and the losing tribe has to go to tribal council and vote somebody out, and then eventually when you're down to like... 13, 12, 10 people, you merge the two tribes, and every three days, your challenge is individual, so everybody's playing for themselves, and there's a ton of strategy involved, and it's so fun and amazing, and I love it, and South Pacific, which is the season we're talking about today, was a pretty traditional season of Survivor, except for we brought back two returning players, uh, Benjamin Coach Wade, who will be referred to as Coach, and Ozzy, Freaking Aussie, to quote Cochran from the premiere, freaking Aussie from South Pacific or from Cook Islands and Fans versus Favorites. Love him. Aussie is amazing. Um, and I think I mostly love the season because of Aussie because he's my favorite survivor ever and he's freaking amazing and I love him. And the other one thing that makes this not necessarily a traditional season is that Redemption Island was in play. And so for those of you who don't know, Redemption Island is basically when people get voted out, they go to Redemption Island and they live there either alone or with somebody else. And then every so often, two people, two or three people will go head to head and there will be a duel. And basically the person who wins the duel, which is a challenge, stays alive, lives on Redemption Island. The person who loses is actually voted out so it's like a little second chance that you get and basically it's a great season it's my comfort tv like anytime i just need something mindless to put on in the background i put on this because i can literally like quote every second of the season try me i've seen it so many times i freaking love it books tv music and movies all things that make a big impact on everyone I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so if you're going to turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. start out um, with a little bit of a discussion about the cast and I want to put in a disclaimer if you've listened to my Survivor Winners at War episode this is going to be the same disclaimer. I am talking about everybody in terms of how they presented in the TV show. I'm not saying I think this is how they are in real life. I know Survivor is a game. I'm sure I would play Survivor very differently than I interact with everybody in real life, right? So when I'm talking about the cast, I'm talking about how they seemed on the show. I'm not trying to attack anybody's actual character. So starting with Savai'i, which was one of the two tribes, um, 
was the better tribe. Objectively was the better tribe. Not just because they had Ozzy on their tribe, but, like, mostly because they had Ozzy on their tribe. And they weren't on crack. Um, but, yeah. Obviously, Ozzy. Freaking amazing. Love him. Like, the amount of times I'm gonna say I love Ozzy this episode is going to be a shit ton, so prepare yourself. Um... And then after Ozzy, we have Jim and Keith, who are great. And Jim was a great strategist. And, like, his time was cut too short because of what happened after the merge. And that really sucked. And I was kind of sad that he didn't go on to play in Second Chance and he didn't get voted in. But also Second Chance was an iconic season. And we freaking loved Jeremy. And, like, that season was amazing. And so I don't really think I would have wanted him to mess with the Second Chance cast. But, like, I wish Jim would get a chance to play again because I would like to see him play again. Um, and Keith. Keith was not as strategic as Jim, but we do love him. And Whitney and Don and Elise we love. And, like, yes, obviously Elise got blindsided, so we didn't get to see her for a lot. But, like, she was pretty decent. And then there's Cochran, who we don't talk about Cochran from South Pacific. Right? Like, Cochran played twice. He played South Pacific and he played Fans vs. Favorites, too. We love Cochran and Fans vs. Favorites, too. Like, that Cochran, peak Cochran, iconic. We love him. Uh, South Pacific Cochran can go to hell because he's the reason a lot of shit happens, and so we don't like him this season. Um, and then Semhar and Papa Bear were, I mean, fine I didn't make opinions on them they needed to go when they went and they did so it was fine Samhar's freaking poetry thing before her duel was a little weird but you know she was first off so it doesn't matter um and now talking about Upolu which as I already said Savai is the better tribe so my opinions on Upolu are not going to be great um because they were kind of on crack with, like, the six, the core alliance of six, and Coach and Brandon's goddamn praying all the time. Like, I mean, the editors did kind of make it funny, and they added in, like, church bells every time one of them pointed to the sky, like, thanking God for something. But, like, no. I just, it, ugh. It was so gross. I hated all the freaking praying. Because I'm like, yeah, your religion is your religion. But Coach was, like, forcing it on everybody. And it was like they had tribe prayers and stuff. And, like, if I had been on Upolu, I would have been voted out so quick. I would have flipped on Upolu if I made it to the merge. I would have been like, get me out of this hellhole with all these people freaking praying. I'm ready to play with Ozzy. Like, I don't even care if I lose. I just want to play with Ozzy. Um, and also, Edna and Rick did not deserve to be on a season because they would have been early vote outs right like they just had blind loyalty they didn't have a ton of gameplay they weren't strategic they didn't make moves they didn't do anything and they didn't even show that they could be strategic right like at least you know Sophie we saw her strategy of like she was just gonna not rock the boat and like Albert we saw trying to make moves and stuff and like even on the other side like like Jim and Keith made moves they voted out Elise right like all these people who are part of these core alliances were still thinking for themselves whereas Edna and Rick had this like blind loyalty and I was like you have to have worked so hard to get on Survivor how do you get on and then just be like that like how are you not a super fan trying to play this game why are you just being blindly loyal to coach like what the fuck you know and then 
like I said, Sophie and Albert at least had some brains and tried to do things. I didn't like either of them, but at least they tried. And then there's Coach trying to be this cult leader character, and I can't with him. I was very glad he didn't win, because if he'd won, that would have been a disgrace to Survivor everywhere. Like, I... Coach just... <sighs> honor, loyalty, integrity... Yet, somehow, he played with all those in token jeans and then came back as a villain in Heroes vs. Villains. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Um, and then, rounding out the six, Brandon, who is a whole other level of crazy, because to him, everything's black and white, and he's just insane, as proved by his performance in Fans vs. Favorites 2. Um, if you have not seen that season, go see that season. I highly recommend it. It's a great season. Um, but yeah, he just, like, Brandon was a whole thing, and he was, like, 19, and he was young, and he was Russell Hance's nephew, and for those of you who don't know, Russell Hance is one of the most notorious villains in Survivor history, and, like, I just, Brandon was fun to watch, but he was also, like, insane. Um, and then rounding out Upolu would be Michaela, Stacy, and Christine, who, they were fine. Christine did kicked ass on Redemption Island and then obviously you know Ozzy showed up and you can't kick ass against Ozzy I don't care who you are um so I was kind of sad because I think like I wish Ozzy and Christine could have both survived Redemption Island because Christine would have flipped and then even if Cochran flipped it would have been a lot more interesting to have two people flip um but in the end, like, Michaela, Stacy, and Christine were not huge players. But Christine was pretty smart. I mean, she did make the mistake of going to look for the idol. But Christine was pretty smart. So, I mean, I could have enjoyed seeing her play again. Or I would have enjoyed seeing her play in the merge more than, like, freaking Brick and Edna. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now that we're done talking about the cast, we are going to talk about just kind of the way the season played out. And go in chronological order and just talk about things. Um... Starting with the fact that they were some of the two most equally matched tribes to ever exist in Survivor history. Like, they didn't ever win back-to-back immunities. Like, it kept switching off. Or, they might have won back-to-back, but it was, like, very close with immunities all the time. And so, had Savai not had Cochrane slowing them down, they might have dominated immunity challenges, which would have been interesting. But anyways... Um, starting with talking about pre-merge Savai'i, obviously we love them, they're fun and funny and Odyssey's leading them and it's great and like, the worst part about pre-merge Savai'i is Ozzy's temper tantrum when they voted Elise out and this was the one time where I was like, Ozzy, really? Because he's all like, I'm what is called a free agent and I'm gonna go catch fish and throw them back in the sea, but like, Ozzy, Ozzy. A free agent for fucking who? Like, they are all in an alliance. Who the hell are you a free agent for? A free agent for a polu? Are you going to flip at the merge? Like, what the hell? You know? Like, his temper tantrum was not needed, and that was annoying. But he comes around in the end, and he apologizes, and it's, like, not a big deal. But that temper tantrum, I was like, really, Ozzy? Like, you're not doing a lot for me. Um, And then we see pre-merge a polu, who is a cult. And so far, up coach's ass, it's insane, and constantly praying, and, like, obviously, I like Savai more. And then, also, speaking of their pre-merge challenges, like, they were kind of really fun. Like, the reward challenge, where they had to gnaw the pig off the thing and spit it out with their hands tied behind their back. And that one immunity challenge where Savai came from behind when they had to unbraid the 
ribbons to get the key to unleash the guys who had to finish the slide puzzle. Love that. Love that Savai came from behind to win. Uh, the freaking Family Ties Immunity and Reward Challenge where they were dressed up like twins and they had to pair the masks together and freaking Cochrane couldn't handle ropes and that's why they lost. But, I mean, had they not lost, Ozzy wouldn't have made the move that he made. So, like, I appreciated that in the end because that allowed him to then come back for Game Changers and I got to actually see him play one more time when I thought he never would because back when South Pacific was happening, the most number of times people played was three. I mean, unless you're Boston Rob who played four, but like everybody else was like, no, you played three and you were done. So I was very happy to get to see him play Game Changers. Um, and then honestly, all the challenges were really good. Like I really loved all the pre-merge challenges. They were good balances of like, physical but puzzles but they weren't a ton of like crazy hard puzzles so like it was good I appreciated it and then we see the merge and they go into the merge tied because it was insane freaking Ozzy giving his immunity idol to Cochran for safekeeping letting him his tribe vote him out so he could go to Redemption Island to then beat Christine in the duel, get back in the game at the merge. Freaking Mans is a genius and iconic, and that move was the best move to ever exist in the history of Survivor ever. It wasn't. It really wasn't the best move to exist in the history of Survivor ever. That is incorrect. But I freaking love Ozzy, and that was, like, maybe his best move when he'd ever played Survivor ever. So I love him for that. And... Obviously, you know, his acting was not that great, and I think he could have just, like, said nothing, and if he had said nothing, he would have been like, yeah, well, I, he'd just been like, I felt betrayed by my tribe, and that would have been it. Maybe they actually would have believed that Cochran was flipping and not actually, you know, not believed it and been like, oh, this is a charade or whatever, but he beats Christine and gets back in the game, which is what I appreciate, and I love that. And then we move on to the merge. And honestly, in this season, nothing really matters before the merge. Like, obviously, Ozzy's move, right? Like, that's the thing that matters. So, like, the season before the... Not season. The episode before the merge matters, and then the merge matters. But, like, everything before the merge doesn't actually come into tribal politics. Because in most seasons of Survivor, pre-merge alliances actually do impact the game, either in a positive or negative way, right? Like, either you were involved in an alliance with somebody pre-merge and you wanted to maintain that alliance post-merge or you were involved with an alliance somebody pre-merge and you want to get the hell out of that alliance post-merge so like pre-merge politics usually do come into play but they didn't because Cochran's a little bitch and it became a pagonging um so starting off with Cochran being a little bitch and then I'll explain a pagonging um like I don't know what he expected because they had a better chance going to rocks, right? Like, there was all these things lining up in Savai's favor. And Opola wouldn't even tell you who they're voting for beforehand. Because they are like, we can't take the risk that you're going to tell Savai. And he was like, yeah, I get that. And I'm still going to vote with you. Like, fucking no. That's not how it works. Like, no. If they're not going to trust you with who they're voting for, why do you trust them with your fucking game? And, like... The likelihood that you were draw the rock is really low. And because it's a four to six advantage, right? Like, Savai had 
Ozzy who had immunity, Don who had immunity, and they played an idol for somebody else. They were planning to play an idol for somebody else. Obviously, they played the idol for the wrong person. They were planning to play the idol for somebody else. They played it for Whitney, right? So that's three people on Savai who can't draw rocks. So that leaves Cochran, Jim, and Keith drawing rocks, right? So it's the three of you and the whole six of Upolu besides the one person they voted for, right? So it's like you're choice of drawing rocks like the likelihood you're going to draw the rock is not very high it's not like there's four people drawing rocks and you have a one in four shot right like just draw the fucking rock you know and he was like i don't want to like play survivor drawing rocks i don't think that's honoring survivor and like sure you're a student of the game you wrote a paper at harvard comparing survivor's jury system to the u.s jury system and that's great but like Drawing rocks is part of the game, and the survivor gods don't care if you have to draw rocks. It means you're confident enough in your alliance and in your position in the game, and you know that's what's best for you, and so you draw the fucking rock. Like, I just could not with Cochrane, because also, you're moving from being sixth, right? If all six Savai survive that vote because you don't flip and you draw rocks and an Apollo goes home, they now have a six to five advantage. You're going from being voted out six with room to wiggle because Dawn likes you and Whitney could flip, right? Like, sticking with Savai was an objectively better option for Cochrane, right? You're staying at six instead of getting voted out seven. You're not trying to infiltrate this alliance that's been together for a while, right? Like, if least, if he had gotten down to, like, Savai, right? And it was, like, maybe the Savai six and then they kept around, like, Edna and Rick... Cochrane is smart enough to pull like Don, Edna, and Rick and try to flip the game on its head later on and get himself to the end. But no, instead he's like, I'm going to take guaranteed seventh place and not actually try and work my game. Like the whole reason he drew rocks was because he didn't want to like do that. He didn't think it was loyal to the game to do that. Except you're disrespecting the game even more by just letting it be a pagonging and not doing shit about it like oh my god and for those of you who don't know a pagonging is basically when after the merge there's two tribes that come to one and the two tribes are very solid in their alliances right same thing with Savai and Apollo right they were both solid alliances that were going up against each other there wasn't wiggle room and then after that, basically, one tribe picks off the losing tribe one by one by one, right? So, like, Opolu won after this vote because Cochran fucking flipped and voted out Keith. After everything that Ozzy did to save him, after everything that Keith and Whitney did to save him, he voted him out. So then Opolu had the numbers advantage seven to five, and Opolu just picked off Savai one by one. That's a pagonging. And... It was not fun because Savai was on the receiving end of Pagonging, and I would have been totally in favor of Savai Pagonging Upolu, but obviously that didn't happen. And literally everybody on Upolu would not try and flip the game. Like that was my one thing with Savai was if they had Pagonged Upolu, towards the end Jim would have tried to flip the game, Keith would have tried to flip the game. There would have been more interesting gameplay, but everybody on Upolu was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna chill," because. Coach and Albert and Sophie are going to get to the end, and we all think we're going to the end with them, which obviously is not going to happen. So we're just going to chill and not do anything. And then Rick was so fucking butthurt that he got voted out. And I was like, what the hell, Rick? Obviously, you're going to get voted out. They've been running the game 
for this whole ass time. Like, it just... There was a lot going on that I didn't like. Um, and the best part after the merge was Redemption Island. Because Ozzy freaking thrived on Redemption Island. And I freaking love Ozzy. And, like, one by one, he sent everybody packing. And, like, it kind of hurt when, you know, he was sending home former Savai members. Because as much as I loved Ozzy, and I really did, obviously, I wanted Ozzy to win every duel. I felt bad because I loved Savai. But then Upolu came in one by one by one and he sent them packing and we loved that for him. And he caught like one of the biggest fish to ever catch on Survivor. And he did the challenge with Brandon where he was like hugging the pole. And that was Ozzy's challenge because that was the second time he did it and that was the second time he won it. And then in Game Changers they did it again and Ozzy was two for two, and then Ty beat him, and they hashtag dethroned on Survivor, and I was not happy about it, but anyways, that's a different season, we're not talking about that, and like, Ozzy really did make it back in from, from Redemption Island into the game, and I was so happy about it, and like, also, while Ozzy is on Redemption Island, we see the family visit, and Coach was too intimidated by Brandon's dad, like, that was a little bitch thing because Ozzy I'm pretty sure picked the family visit people and so he picked like coach and Brandon because he knew coach had control of the game and he thought Brandon was like next to him or whatever so he wanted like to get in good graces with whoever he was gonna come back into the game to obviously and coach gets so intimidated by Brandon's dad being like oh you guys are gonna go to the end and like Brandon, you need to, like, run everything by coach and, like, let coach take control of the game or whatever. And then he, Brandon, not Brandon, coach is like, we're gonna get Brandon out because I'm scared of his little dad who came for, like, three hours on the island. Like, I had Russell Hans flashbacks. I swear to God, coach was traumatized by Russell Hans and should never have played Survivor after that. Like, that was a mess. Um... And then Brandon wins immunity and just fucking gives it up. Like, every time somebody's given up immunity, that person has gone home, right? Like, nobody gives up immunity to stay in the game. Unless it's Final Four fire making and you're giving up immunity to put yourself in the fire making challenge to win the fire making challenge. But that is, like, a whole nother thing. And, like, people respect that. And, like, that's a different story, right? But nobody just gives up immunity in the regular course of gameplay and doesn't actually get voted out because of it. And, like, it's so stupid because, like, nobody's begrudging you winning immunity, right? Albert was not in danger. I don't understand what this family loyalty tie bullshit is you have. Like, it was just so stupid. And then, especially this coach was like, I believe in divine intervention and Brandon saved himself today. And then he just fucking gives it up. Like, I, it was a mess. Because that at least was throwing a wrench into Polo's plan. And I was so happy that Brandon won immunity. And they were like, holy shit, we have to vote one of our own out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you do. And then Brandon fucking gives it up. So stupid. But then after Brandon and Ozzy's duel, we see Ozzy's return. And it was so glorious. And like, then... He won his first immunity with the, like, building the house of cards on the unsteady thing. And during that thing, Sophie was being a fucking brat. And she was like, Albert, drop your stack and pick up my pieces because I'm going to beat you. And he was like, uh, no. And she was like, drop your stack. Like, I want to win. And 
Probst was like, this is an individual challenge. You want Ozzy out of this game so bad? Beat him. And I was like, yes. Like, Jeff Probst does not get enough credit for how sarcastic and amazing he is. I freaking love Jeff Probst. And then Ozzy won the challenge, and he did it, and then he, like, punched through his stack and stuff. And it was so great. And then we go to tribal council, and we see all of the people on the jury be so happy that Ozzy has immunity. And it was so great, and that was so amazing. And then... We go to final immunity and I was so fucking crushed that he couldn't win. Like he had a huge head start, like the biggest head start on a puzzle in the history of Survivor ever. Don't at me. I'm sure that's not factually accurate, but I'm going to say it anyways. And like he's won that fucking challenge. I mean, the puzzle wasn't the same, but he's won that fucking challenge in Cook Islands. That was like the final five immunity challenge or something and Ozzy had to win because they needed to vote somebody out from the other tribe it was a Pagongi and Cook Islands too but it was a good Pagongi anyways Ozzy won that immunity challenge in Cook Islands his first season and now it's coming back in South Pacific and he can't actually win it like what the fuck and like I was so sad and mad and annoyed and like to this day Thinking about that challenge still hurts me because the amount of heartbreak, the amount of work Ozzy did on Redemption Island to get himself back in the game to then win second to last immunity challenge to then come so close to winning final. It's not like he was a blowout and like somebody else won. It was like he had the lead. He had it in his grasp. It was a million dollar puzzle because everybody on the jury fucking loved him. And then he doesn't do it. And I... I'm not over this. I will never be over this. This happened when I was like eight and I'm 17 now, almost 18, and I'm not over this, right? So like, no, no, this just, this really fucking sucked and it really fucking hurt. And my friend and I were talking about this like long after the fact and we were like, they should have rigged final immunity to get Ozzy to win. They should have been like, oh, who can catch the biggest fish or who can do fire or who can swim to this thing and just rigged it for something survival based that Ozzy would have totally won because he could survive on an island on his own and be totally fine. But obviously they didn't. And then coaches all like honor, integrity, loyalty, bullshit. He kept telling Ozzy he wanted to take the strong people to the end, but wouldn't fucking man up and vote for Albert and have Ozzy and Albert make fire. Like, I wanted to see Ozzy and Albert make fire, because obviously Ozzy would have beat Albert in a fire-making challenge. Duh, because he's Ozzy. And, like, it would have been so good, and he would have won his way into the end, and everybody would have voted for him. And Coach couldn't man up and fucking do it. I mean, obviously, from Coach's perspective, it makes sense, right? Like, you want to get to the end with people you think you're going to beat, and you know you're not going to win against Ozzy. But you can't talk honor, loyalty, integrity. I want to take the strong to the end. I want to beat the strong. And then not fucking do it like at least Wu and Kagi on was like look I'm taking totally 10 because I if I'm gonna win I want to win against somebody who played this game right and like obviously Wu didn't win but he said that he did that right like he stuck to what he said he didn't say oh I want to take the strong to the end and then not fucking take Tony he took Tony right and obviously it bit Wu in the ass but like it was, he stuck to his word. Coach fucking honor, loyalty, integrity. I don't lie. I don't appreciate when people lie to me. Fucking lying straight to Ozzy's face. Like, I hate Coach so much for all of this. Like, it just is a fucking mess. And then Ozzy, also, it was in the limbo time between 
like, not limbo time. It was basically before they instituted Final Four fire making, right? And so, had they been past season 35, where they were in Final Four fire making, Ozzy wouldn't have had to win Final Immunity, because he could beat anybody at fire making. And Sophie probably would have sent Coach and Ozzy to make fire, and it might have been difficult, but I'm sure Ozzy would have won, and he would have gotten to the end with Sophie and Albert and fucking won the whole game. So, it's a mess. I'm still not over it. And the only maybe saving grace is that Ozzy got voted out three times in a single season, which is the record for number of times you can get voted out in a season. So I guess that makes it marginally better. I mean, it doesn't, but you know. And then we see final and like, obviously Ozzy deserved it. Sophie didn't. I freaking I hated that. But Sophie deserved it more than coach. And like, because at least she had the good sense to be like, I know this sucks is kind of a strategy, but my strategy is just to let Coach think he's in control because that's how I'm going to get myself to the end. She's a little like freaking Natalie from Samoa, which is Russell Hans's first season, where Natalie was like, well, he thinks he's in control, but I'm actually like just playing along with this because I know he'll get me to the end, and then if he gets me to the end, I can win type of thing. So, Sophie did deserve it more than Coach or Albert, and had Coach won, I would have rioted because Coach did not deserve to win. He did not do fucking anything. I hated him. And, yeah, I mean, Ozzy won the Sprint 100K for fan favorite player or whatever, and they talked a lot about Ozzy at the reunion, which, okay, I guess, I don't know, I just, this season hurts my soul, like, I love it so much, and then it, like, breaks my fucking heart, but somehow, it's still my favorite season, and, again, it's my favorite season because Ozzy, and I fucking love Ozzy, and I'm pretty sure it's always and forever going to be my favorite season, despite all the heartbreak, because I still rewatch it, like, Winners at War was a great season, but I can't rewatch it because there's too much heartbreak, like, everybody I love goes home early, and then, the one person that makes it back where I was like, yes, doesn't win. So it's like, that's a lot of heartbreak and like too much heartbreak. Whereas this is like, I guess I'm just attuned to this heartbreak and I know it's coming and I know it sucks, but like I can handle it type of thing. I don't even know. I just, I love this season. I love Ozzy. Everybody should watch it because it's a great season. It's forever and always going to be my favorite. So yeah. I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on season 23 of Survivor South Pacific. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram, and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.